Support for That Trippy Show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash trippy. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Iowa's just days away. New Hampshire's right around the corner. What's everyone's biggest problem headed into next week? A notable dropout on the GOP side. Does that matter? And a listener question. I think the pundits, the GOP, everyone is ignoring at their own peril. Alex, where should we get started? Let's talk problems, Joe. Well, so by the time people... <laughs> well, <laughs> right, well, well, there's lots of them. I, I, let's talk there's the problems this you just mentioned. Yeah. By the time people hear this, most of the candidates will have already made their final pitches in Iowa. We did get one email. There was someone who was driving in Iowa to a caucus event who was actually listening to one of our previous shows. So maybe they're on their way to hear one of the pitches. But you said before, Joe... Uh, there's only going to be two or three tickets out on the GOP side. I wanted to ask you, and we were talking about this this morning before we recorded, what, what's going on under the hood and, and what problems are candidates having right now? Well, you know, the, the whole question is, everybody keeps talking about how, uh, you know, that Nikki Haley doesn't have much of an organization compared to the kind of organization that DeSantis and Trump have. And, you know, so thinking through that, one of the problems DeSantis has, despite the, the fact that he has this really strong, let's say he does have a stronger organization than Nikki Haley. The problem he has is that means that his organization, they've been making phone calls, they've knocked on doors, they've got a list of everybody who supports Ron DeSantis in the state of Iowa, and he needs to turn every single one of them out. What I suspect has happened, though, is people have left DeSantis over the months as he weakened. And so there's a lot of people on his list that are no longer for him. They could be for Trump. They may be for Nikki Haley, particularly those who, who've decided they don't want Trump. And, you know, if you see these focus groups and interviews that uh, networks are having uh, with people who somehow are trying to decide between Nikki and, and DeSantis, even though they're much different candidates, the problem he's got is I'm sure he knows, they, his campaign team knows they've lost support, but they're going to have to call every single DeSantis supporter and, and pull out all, including getting out the vote of former DeSantis supporters who are now maybe uh, supporting Nikki Haley and actually cat help catapult her by him. I mean, that's my theory on how she takes Take second. Is that because they don't know exactly which ones they've lost and they just don't have the time and the infrastructure to, to yeah. figure that out? Yeah. Yeah. That's generally what happens. Uh, you know, in the Dean campaign in 2004, we knew that in the last two weeks, like a third of our supporters had left. You know, uh, they, we had l lost tremendous ground. Uh, we had a big enough 
list of supporters, quote supporters, that if they all turned out, we would win. Okay. So you have like, let's say you have 80,000 people. If you turn out all 80,000 and they're still with you, you win. The problem is, you know, that when you called, you know, what I did, what we used to do, I'm assuming they've done this, is we would just randomly pick a thousand people on that list and call them four or five days out. Or and sometimes we would call a thousand of them randomly each night for the last 10 days just to check on how our, you know, our, our what they, we call them ones, uh, ones are strong supporters you've identified and, uh, and you know are going to the caucus. Uh, twos are people who are with you or leaning, but they're with you and haven't uh, confirmed that they're going to the caucus or leaning and are going to the caucus. I mean, there's, you know, there's a, a, some move there. But anyway, what happens is you take random sampling of your of your ones, call them out and you find out that 700 of them are still ones, but 300 of them are somewhere else. I mean, they, right. they've moved to Trump or they've moved, in our case, they had moved to Gephardt or Edwards or, or, or Kerry. My, my point being, now you've got a problem. Do you turn out, if you don't know who, of now you said, yeah, you've got that whole list of 80,000. You don't have time to call them all back. And you don't have, and you don't really know which chunk of them are gone. You know, it, it, you randomly sampled it. Uh, and so you're only at this point of the game. I'm talking about now. There's things you could have done three weeks ago or four weeks ago. You could have tried to call the whole list back. But the only thing you can do now if you're on DeSantis is pull out every single one of his supporters, the people they think, even though they know they've lost a lot of them. You know, and so what happens is you unwittingly help somebody go by you because you're only pulling out 60, 70% of your support, and you're actually turning out 20, 30 points of someone else. Uh, and in, I suspect not many of those people are going to Trump. I think in the end, if you had already decided you were with Ron DeSantis, or if you had decided you're with one of these other candidates, particularly in an early state like Iowa, where you've seen everybody and, you know, Trump hasn't been around and you are you have some concerns about him, which is why you are looking for to turn the page with Ron DeSantis. I think many of those people either stay home or come out for someone other than Trump if they're not going to come out for DeSantis. I mean, and I think so. That's one really typical problem. That same problem exists big time for Donald Trump in New Hampshire. What about I, I think go back, but like two months ago, three months ago, he was in the fifties. Yeah, mid fifties, fifty percent. Yeah, yeah mid fifties in in uh, New Hampshire. So if they've identified back then and kept identifying and kept building, now they're at thirty thirty nine. I think in yep. the last thirty seven percent in the last poll. Uh, just you know, assuming that's accurate, he's lost a third of his support in New Hampshire. Where did those people all go? Well, it certainly appears to, if you look at the polling, it appears they all went to Nikki Haley. Uh, inexplicably, I, I admit, but if he's gone from 57 to 37, and she's gone from what back then probably was 12 to, to 32. So when he pulls out his, when, his, when that stronger organization, this is the, kind of the, the interesting thing about you have a stronger organization than Nikki Haley. How does she beat both these? How does she beat DeSantis in Iowa? How does she beat Trump in New Hampshire? 
And it turns out there's, quote, stronger organizations may actually be the people that get out her enough of her vote that she had no, she didn't even know that those voters exist, right? She's may have her own list, but it's it's a you know it's a smaller thing. She's obviously not organized as well as they are. It, it's a it's a real interesting conundrum. I've had been on both sides of that I, with uh, with uh, Mondale. In, in you know we knew exactly who our supporters were. We pulled out every single one of them. We had a thirty-two point victory in Iowa. It stayed. We we were right on top of it the whole way. The Dean campaign, as I said, we knew our support was faltering, but we had to. We had yeah, no you're kind of other damned if you do, and damned if that you don't. Late. Yeah, that late when something and when you when you realize late that you've lost that kind of support, you got to turn them out, um, and that means you're. You, it, it's just the, the. It is the scariest place to be right now if you're. I think DeSantis's campaign manager in Iowa or Trump's campaign manager in New Hampshire with the way Nikki Haley's been coming on that that's the you've got a great organization that's by the way everybody's saying oh DeSantis will still keep t- stay in second because of his stronger organization than hers everybody I think thinks you know again Trump must ha- has a he does have a much stronger organization than Nikki Haley in, in New Hampshire and in Iowa but I suspect that those two campaign managers in those two different states are about to have, you know, minor, they're having, they're having like big doubts right yeah, now. Yeah, I, w- I would say big doubts, minor health problems, major health problems. I mean, Joe, you've done yeah. it. You've done yeah. it at every level, both being the guy who knocks on the door and pulls them out and says, get in the car, go vote to, to organizing the strategy. I've been the guy knocking on the door, pulling him in the car. And what what I think is a universal truth in, in Iowa is it's so much about these relationships. But when you get really close and people are starting to flop, they will smile. They will nod. They will get in the car. Some will tell you they're not voting for your guy anymore. Some won't. Yeah, yeah. And those are yeah, the absolutely. ones that really, you know, that the respect you and respect your process, all that. And they get in the car and then they smile and pull the lever for the other guy. And you think, oh, no, I just I just pulled out a vote for the other guy. That Trippy Show will always be free with support from our advertisers, and we try to work with partners we believe in. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you keep what's stressing you bottled up, it can really start to drag you down. That's where therapy can help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Trippy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Trippy. Support for That Trippy Show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash trippy. 
Yeah, well, the difference, too, in the Democratic side of caucuses, I mean, we are not having them anymore, but in the Democratic Iowa caucuses, you actually had to stand in the room in a corner with your neighbors. You would literally, I remember in the uh, Iowa campaign in which I was working for Kennedy and uh, Jimmy Hogan was the caucus, was the chair of the county, Democratic chair of the county, and the caucus was in his house. And I had, and he was for Carter. And I had convinced his daughter to be for Kennedy. So we got to the house and everybody got in the Carter people got in one corner of the living room and the Kennedy people got in the other corner of the living room. And his daughter starts walking from the Carter side to the Kennedy side. And Jimmy Hogan screamed out, young, young lady, you take one more step and you'll be grounded for a week. And she did like this ballerina pirouette in the middle of the under the chandelier in the living room, under the light in the living room, and spun around and walked right back into the Carter corner. Well, the interesting thing about the Republican uh, caucus is it's a secret ballot. So I don't think if you're that Trump driver taking a Trump voter to the Trump voter to the caucus, I don't think I think they're going to smile and say, "Yeah, MAGA, right, <laughs> you know, with Trump," and they may stand in the Trump corner. But when they actually cast or the Santa's quarter, I mean, this is my point. They they can like just write DeSantis down on the paper, or you know, you you the DeSantis people got you there. They took you there through the snow and the cold, and you've been trying to decide between DeSantis and and Nikki Haley, and you just saw DeSantis be at five percent in New Hampshire, and Nikki Haley's only seven points behind. Trump in New Hampshire, and you're not. You're thinking, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write down Haley. So yeah, I, I just think that there's things like that that happen, particularly on the Republican side because of the secret ballot. But um, again, just having the best organization doesn't matter if you don't have the best, the better candidate, or if the candidate is gaffed. Or and that's the other interesting thing about Nikki because I d- have no idea. How with some of these statements about, you know, that she's had about uh, New Hampshire will correct Iowa and some of the other minor gaffes that she had in the Dean campaign that really those gaffes helped erode us the last 10 days. But but frankly, the ones about Iowa, the Iowa caucus system were the least of our problems at that point. It was just but we were unloading votes so fast that there was no way we could make up for it. She's the one that's gaining right now. So it's the opposite. This is a, she. DeSantis would be more in our situation, or and maybe Trump could be as well. Well, and it, it's a unique thing about the voters in the first couple of states in terms of momentum and looking ahead. In a lot of, the, especially in Iowa, voters and, and more on the Democratic side, I think they they do like to be the ones picking the winner. I think. Or don't want to be that one person holding out for the very last. I mean, the last Chris Christie voter in Iowa, even though he's dropped out, which we'll get to in a minute. So there is that sense of, uh oh, you're looking ahead. You don't want to be holding the fort down for the one person when they're done out of you know coming out of Iowa or coming out of New Hampshire. So, uh, by the way, Joe, uh, new Suffolk poll just came out. Uh, it still has Trump at 54 in Iowa. Uh, Haley's now at 20. If we believe that, DeSantis is at 13. The only reason I bring up that poll is that is a massive, massive shift that kind of before it was like 12, 11, 12, 11. If you're 
Haley and DeSantis, but there are going to be organizers pulling out a lot of the wrong votes, regardless of how real that poll is. No, but that's the kind of shift I'm talking about. If that's true, DeSantis has lost like a third of his support. He was like at 18, I think, in the last, in the or 20, hovering around there in the Iowa poll and other polls. So he's lost a third of her support. She, uh, his support, she's moved up. And now when he pulls out those voters, yeah, they either went to Trump or Haley, I think. Yep. Right. Well, you know, I mean, 87% so, of the voters in this poll are for one of those three. Right. So you're not seeing six guys in the, in the teens anymore. Yeah. Uh, look, I've said this before, say it again. Uh, if your name isn't Trump, Haley or DeSantis, you can be guaranteed your support is going to zero. It's just going to evaporate to zero to within a day or two of Iowa's uh, results. People in New Hampshire and other states will be sitting there saying, well, you know, Chris Christie's out. But hey, you know, I'll, uh, I'll wait till then before I decide I'm bailing on them. But I mean, I'll wait to see what happens and I'll give them that the benefit of the doubt. But once they see, you know, do go anywhere, you're gone. I have always taken a different tack uh, in terms of thinking about this stuff. My experience is that early state voters, one, yes, like to see all their the candidates. They want to see them, you know, repeatedly um, and make a, a, a sound judgment. They take it very seriously. Pri primary or caucus voters in both parties uh, take the process uh, very ser seriously in Iowa, New Hampshire. Um, and so they're going to kick the tires a lot. But I think it, it, deep down, it sort of breaks into two groups, a group that has decided that they're going with the front runner, the guy whose turn it is. And that, you know, that's Trump in this case, obviously, uh, for sure, on the uh, Republican side. Or they have problems with the front runner, the person that everybody's been telling them for a, a year that that's going to be their nominee. And those people who have those problems, who are sitting in these, you know, like, you know, the 20% that were with Haley, the 13 in this poll that are with DeSantis. I don't know where Christie was uh, in this poll, but again, you know, assuming he's in single digits somewhere, you know, that's, that's going to be like 36, 40% of the electorate is, is, has problems with Donald Trump. They're actually somewhere else. I, you know, and so what, when that all breaks down, people go, well, like, no, you'll never see DeSantis, all of DeSantis vote later on will break for Trump. It's not really how it happens. Anybody who's for DeSantis in New Hampshire right now has made a conscious decision that the guy that we've, everybody's been telling him, no one can beat Donald Trump. He's a done deal. All these people are wasting their time. You have well, yeah, except they're with DeSantis after being told all that for the latter part of a year. It's not clear to me at all that they aren't on the side, of, at least right now, of, hey, I'd rather I'd rather give somebody not Trump a shot. Kind of like almost like what Christie said in his announcement. Right. He didn't. He, I'm not for any of these people, but he got out in time to give somebody a shot. So we'll see. So I want to get to Chris Christie in a minute. I, I did want to just ask, did you know there was a debate last night? I mean, like we work in this and I had to like check Twitter and then go on and watch a little bit. Like I, I did not have that on my calendar. Yeah, no, I did. And I did. I watched it. Uh, not 
I, I, I should fess up. I watched like uh, maybe a half an hour, 45 that's minutes about, of it. That's about a half hour to 45 minutes more than I watched. Well, so there, there's t- two things though. Um, yeah, th- you know, does it matter? It probably does around the, I mean, first of all, you can't get into the heads of Iowa voters who watch that. I'm mean, talking about Republican caucus voters who watch that debate and are trying to decide between Nikki Haley and, and Ron DeSantis. I mean, how, you know, how, who won that debate or any of that stuff? I mean, it's just, you can't, as observers, it's, it's really tough. I know some of the focus groups, as CNN had a focus group that was kind of like, yeah, nothing changed. Well, something is changing. Right. That poll, <laughs> That's that all that I'm poll shows it's it like, is. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and all of it seems to have stemmed from Nikki Haley's debate performances. So I think, and it's not quite clear either to me that, that Trump, benef- everybody said, well, the big beneficiary one more time was Trump. Well, I don't know. He wasn't there. The more people are focused right now, the last 10 days, last week, last five days on DeSantis or Haley, I think the better it is for Nikki Haley. Why? Because these people just got one more dose today from uh, that poll that DeSantis isn't really in it. So I think there's going to be even more movement in the next five days is what I'm saying. And, you know, it starts to just, man, it really moves fast when you start losing air in the balloon. And, uh, and I know, like I said, I was there with, with, you know, I think 15, 16 days out, we were in first place in Iowa with Dean, you know, you know literally 15 days later, we're in third place. Right. And, you know, and the opposite, when Dick Gephardt, when I was with Dick Gephardt, we were in dead last three weeks out. I mean, dead last at 70%. And we came charging back and won the state Defeated Dukakis uh, and, and Paul Simon. Who, Paul Simon and Dukakis had been fighting the whole time to, in the lead. Uh, we, no one, we were in dead last. There were plenty of people between us and those guys, and we went by everybody. But when it moves that fast, and Dukakis had the, I mean, one of the, probably the second strongest organization in the history of the Democratic Party in the state, didn't matter. He was pulling out our votes. So, that's what I'm saying. When everybody's hot, all hyped up about DeSantis's better organization over Haley, that, that, that poll, those poll numbers would give me a lot of pause right. as to just how good that organization is going to help him as he's driving those smiling faces to, to the caucus. And then they secret ballot for Haley or, or, or yeah, and it's also going to be harder for him to get him, get him to go, I think. Uh, given where he is now. So I do have to ask, you know, Chris Crispy, we knew he was going to yeah. do pretty terribly in Iowa. Um, him dropping out overall, I want you to zoom out past Iowa. Does does that help or hurt Trump? Uh, well, it definitely helps Haley right now. I mean, it, all the indications were uh, in all the New Hampshire polls that I saw where they asked second choice. Almost, I mean, something like 77, 80% of Christie voters supported Nikki as their second choice. Uh, none, I think like 2%, 3% said Trump. Not, not hard to recognize that as reality. I mean, he'd been out there pounding away on the only one pounding away on Trump. Yeah, he can hit, you know, pushed on Nikki on the way out for, you know, not joining him and being out there. Um, but in the end, 
I think his voters in New Hampshire are people who really have a strong problem with Trump, want somebody else, and I think are going to vote. And so I think that 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 one push alone, even if she took third in in Iowa, could be enough of an opening for her to get still get by Trump. I mean, this is if she takes third in Iowa, still being able to give Trump a fight for first in New Hampshire in New Hampshire and defeating him. If she goes by DeSantis in Iowa, though, plus Christie doing this, getting out, so his supporters are free to move, and with Sununu, Governor Chris Sununu's support, who I one time called John on this podcast inexplicably. Well, I do want to just point out, by the way, that he he got up and last night after the debate said he'd still support Trump even if he were a convicted felon, if he were the nominee. Yeah, yeah, so- this is all. They're all. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking profiling. Encourage on the anti-Trump front. I'm talking about reality, though, and how the momentum of a second-place finish with Christie's voters now freed in New Hampshire and with Governor Sununu supporting Haley. I I would be actually if she comes in second in Iowa, I will be the the surprise for me would be Trump winning New Hampshire. Now she's she's she'll. She'll defeat Trump in New Hampshire. I thought this for, as you know, six months and repeated myself endlessly on this podcast about why I I think all this is going to happen. Look, if Trump wins Iowa and uh, she takes third and then he goes on to win New Hampshire. Yeah, this thing's, you know, it's over in the, you know, in the, uh, you know, the first one out the door. They'll just, you know, who, who knows who will beat who out the door first. I just don't think that's likely to happen. I've never got seen, I've never seen Iowa not not surprise. No one's ever gone through there without some surprise, including the biggest front runner on the planet, uh, uh, Fritz Mondale in '84. Um, the surprise wasn't him. No one cared. Thirty-two point win. Who cared? It was who took second. And I think that's exactly the surprise that's going to happen in Iowa this time. And then you go to New Hampshire, where she's already pounding on on Trump's door, and with coming in second, um, New Hampshire's not going to correct Iowa. Right, it's going to amplify it. I mean, I just don't, you know. So, hey, maybe she gaffed herself out of second place in Iowa. I just don't know. Uh, uh, but I think that I think Iowa's likely to surprise, and and I've always thought Trump. Both states were signaling that Trump's weaker than people thought. We'll see. So, Joe, I do want to go to Trump for just a minute. He also had a town hall last night, which we can get into the whole like, did anybody actually watch that another day? But there were, what the hell is he doing? He is basically just dropping so many more oppo clips for the Biden team to run like basically every day, right? It's getting pretty out of control. Yeah, but his, I mean, look, his voters don't care. <laughs> we know that. I mean, this guy, you know, so yeah, our hair goes on fire because, uh, you know, he's caught or not caught. He says it, that, you know, he he's hoping that there's an, an economic crash in the next 12 months because it would help him. You, you know, uh, it, it's, yeah, he's rooting for an economic crash, not like just downturn or anything, but just something that wipes out a, a ton of the people that that he is supposedly fighting for. But they're probably all, yeah, damn straight, you know. And by the way, if you shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, 
you'll have that's a good reason to do it. So um, I don't think you know, like I think it it has that impact, and I just don't I I don't you know to, to try to create some rhyme or reason um, that you know he expands beyond his base in the in the uh, you know in the general. It's just really tough to see. Uh, it's but it's just more of the same stuff. I mean, it's not there's nothing new here, really. You know, uh, uh, but the Biden look in the end. I still believe, and we're, I think we're starting to see it with this stuff, is that it's a, it, in the end, it, the, the polls will, will come into play. You'll start seeing improvement on the economic stuff because that's happening. It takes a long time, but it'll be there. And then the contrast that, to Trump's credit, his team has done a really good job of kind of keeping him out beyond a clear, you know, direct everyday contrast with Biden or anybody else. Part of that's the primary, you know, his fights with the other people, let him, he gets to fight with Nikki and those people and you don't, you don't, and people don't focus on, on Trump, Biden. I think as we've said before, that is going to increase uh, now as he gets more and more in the public eye politically in the, in his primary fight and uh, and in taking on Biden and Biden engaging him on the extremism, the the you know you know democracy and and the mega cult stuff, it's that contrast. And so this just adds to it. But I don't think it's you know again. I've always thought he'll help us. He'll say crazy stuff. His base will love it. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, I mean, even the, the what's going on now in the House, you, you know, with whether the, you know, they just, <laughs> the, the, you know, the MAGA, you know, crazies, you know, stopped the procedural vote uh, for MAGA Mike Johnson. <laughs> I mean, he put it on the floor, they voted against it. So, yeah, you know, he, their inability to govern, they don't want the to go. Yeah, he might right. be gone no, That's soon. what I'm saying. Will he even be here two months from now? So- you know, this isn't about what's best for America. You know, they, they, the Trump, the MAGA GOP, they have no desire to govern. And like you said, we're just seeing this with, with, uh, you know, with what they're doing in the House right now, which I think is going to also just exacerbate that contrast and 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 make it clear. Um, you know, you've got these GOP Congress, many of them have said they would do nothing that remotely helped Joe Biden between now and the election. This is in response to like, hey, let's, let's not cooperate shut down the on, government. Yeah, and let's not shut, shut down the government. Let's cooperate on immigration reform. No, I'm not going to cooperate on immigration. That would help Biden. I'm not going to help Biden. Right. Let, and let, you and know. Mitch McConnell, by the way, is whipping votes for the border deal. Like that's where we're at. That's how yeah. they're, they're, So they're, they're, they're fighting that too. Anyway- yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think there's any. This is just more of the same. You know, let's have like let's let's all root for you know Trump and MAGA rooting for an economic crash. By the way, kind of weird, right? If the economy is like so bad and horrible, then like there's no need for a crash, right? I mean, there's no need to root for one. It's the it's just it 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 actually it's admission that the economy is going damn is doing really well. It's actually, I think, an admission that somebody started to tell Trump what I've been saying, that, hey, 
it takes a while, but people are going to start getting that the Biden uh, economic plan is actually working and it's going to take shape between now and Election Day. So get ready for that because that's what's going to happen. So what's Trump do when somebody told him that? It's a pollster or somebody talked him through how that happens that way and why it happens that way. Of course. Hey, I really hope there's a total collapse of the American economy between now and Election <laughs> yeah. Day because that would really help me beat Biden. Well, yeah. Why would he have to root for that if it was, if it already was such terrible. a disaster already? It's all bullshit. This just, it's Joe, like you're admission. making too much sense. You are making yeah, too much I'm sense. I'm sorry. No, no. I've, no I think no. that's it's a very good place for us to end. That's right. <laughs> We will get, by the way, uh, we had a really good couple of listener questions this week. Uh, one from Brian, uh, one from Joyce. We promise we'll get to those next week. We're pretty excited about them, but that's about all the time we've got today. Okay. Well, thanks, Alex. Thanks everyone for listening to that trippy show. This podcast will always be free with support from our advertisers and is part of Resolute Square. So check out the latest at resolutesquare.com slash trippy. Please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And you can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question in the reviews on iTunes. See you next week. And uh, we'll keep our eye on Iowa. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about what, what happens and what it all means. Thanks a lot for listening. See you next week. Take care.